Are you interested in a true crime podcast with a different point of view with hosts who have seen the justice system from the inside? Then you should check out Alice and Brett and their show, The Prosecutors. In every episode, Alice and Brett bring a unique perspective as full-time prosecutors to the most famous and debated true crime mysteries, whether it's John Benet Ramsey, Maura Murray, Scott Peterson, or the Delphi murders, they dig deep to bring you the details that you won't hear anywhere else. The Prosecutors Podcast is about more than just storytelling. Alex and Brett will walk you through the legal problems lurking behind every case. They break down the complexities of the criminal justice system with a little bit of humor and personal touch. And it's not just true crime. They bring the same training and approach that they've learned as prosecutors to classic mysteries like the Dialtov Pass incident and the ghost ship Marie Celeste. So if you're looking for a true crime podcast with a different point of view, a different approach, The Prosecutors is the podcast for you. I listen to this one myself. Highly recommend. Brit and Alice are great. You can find The Prosecutors wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stove Lake Media. Igniting conversation. This is True Crime Cast. Jamie and John here as always to give you the last episode of November and this year is almost over. How are you, John? Dude, yeah, I just honestly can't believe it's almost over. My apologies if I sound raspy. I've got a cold because it has turned cold in Kentucky. Not a great time for it. We got a lot of recording to do. You and I are doing a local theater production with our kids. You need to fix that. Yeah, every year around this time I get this and uh, just hoping that, dude, I've taken so many medicines. If I die, just know it's my own fault and it wasn't okay. on purpose, but it was an overdose. Okay, of cold, of crud of, medicine. Yeah, crud medicine. All right. So before you die, why don't we go ahead and get some thank yous in for those who continue to support the show. Here are a couple of five-star reviews that have come in over on Apple Podcasts. This comes from Texas Gina, TX Gina. It says, I just discovered and went back, and I've been binging them all. Thank you so much, Texas Gina. This is from J-A-H-G-Z-M-C. It says, love it. Love this podcast. Great variety of high-profile and lesser-known cases, accurate details, and just the right amount of commentary. A really great podcast. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe if you haven't already, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, over on Spotify, I think every subs- every service has its own subscription style, so check it out and make sure that you don't miss new episodes. We're dropping bonus Christmas episodes or holiday episodes for True Crime to go on Mondays, so you don't want to miss those. Dude, I feel like, so we have the episode on Monday you just mentioned. Tuesday is our regular show. 
Wednesday we have off. Thursday we have Bless Their Hearts, which is a different show altogether. Go check it out. Bless Their Hearts. It's uh, our attempts to be funny. And then Friday we have True Crime to Go. Dude, we are just rocking and rolling. Cranking out the content. So if you have listened to all of those shows that I just mentioned and you still have just a hankering for more true crime cast, then go check out patreon.com. You can sign up for as little as $3 a month and you get a bonus episode each and every month. I am working on the last details of the case that we are going to drop on December the 1st, and it is going to be a really good case. It's going to be about uh, Carol Stewart. You want to go check that out. Really excited about that one. And again, that's exclusive to our Patreon supporters. So I do want to say thank you to Pat, who last week joined Patreon and came in at the $3 level. So Pat and everybody else over on Patreon will get a bonus episode, and you get all of our other shows early and ad-free. John, we are producing a lot of stuff nowadays, and we've uh, got some more projects on the back burner. And I'm going to be honest with you. I really struggle with, I don't know, getting older, fatigue maybe. When I drop my kids off at school, I usually go back and I go to sleep and wake up when it's time for work start to start. And then I'm tired and feel awful the rest of the day. That was before I discovered Magic Mind. Now, this I'm this is legit. It really I'm I don't think I'm exaggerating to use the word life changing, John. No, man. I mean I, I have to go to work immediately after I drop my kids off. So going back to sleep isn't an option, but you and I have been working on episode or season two of left on dead. And between having children that I care for and like this time of year is just crazy busy. Anyway, I have been zapped as well, but then we got an email from this company called magic mind. And up until that email, honestly, I think I might've heard about them on a podcast or two, but never really researched it myself. Well, they sent us a month's supply, and holy crap. Taking Magic Mind every day, not only do I feel better, but I my mind is just so much more on point throughout the day. There's no crash like you get with some supplements throughout the day. And we've been able to crank out the entire outline for Left on Dead Season 2 just in the last couple of weeks of, of t- taking Magic Mind. So... Been more productive, more alert, been able to, I don't know, be more present for my kids, which has been awesome. And, you know, I look through the list of ingredients, and one thing I've identified is the matcha. So that's essentially a combination of giving you the energy boost. It also contains L-theanine that reduces stress. So it it helps to regulate the cortisol levels, and it just keeps me kind of even keel, but still gives me energy and focus all day long. I have, I have researched ways to naturally reduce my stress and cortisol. I found myself taking ashwagandha for months and months and months and just didn't really feel like it was effective. But then I tried it with Magic Mind, and I guess it, with the other ingredients in Magic Mind, really helped me. So not only was I able to focus, have more energy, but my stress level, honestly, significantly decreased. Absolutely. I would recommend this to anybody it's a small drink you take every morning it's not like one of those you have to drink like a whole thermos full of anything it tastes good and the rest of the day legitimately i'm not exaggerating it has changed my mood my ability to focus and my energy levels throughout the day and i will stand by this product and i really wish everybody would give it a shot yeah me too i will definitely put my name attached to this product and i will be 
not only did I enjoy it for those few weeks that I had it, but I will be buying more personally. It is amazing. We'll put a link in the show notes for how you can get Magic Mind and get our special discount. You can get up to 50% off your subscriptions if you go for the next 10 days to magicmind.com slash truecrimecast and enter in the code truecrimecast. That's T-R-U-E-C-R-I-M-E-C-A-S-T. That code will forever exist as a 20% discount, but for the next 10 days, you can get 50% off by going to magicmind.com slash true crime cast cannot recommend it enough. So please go check that out, support it, and you will not regret it for a second. It's for all the products that we've talked about or that you've heard us talk about. This is up there at the top and I can't recommend it highly enough. Now, I've had my magic mind. I've been productive all day. It's time to talk about murder. John, this is a case that you have a personal connection to. I received an email on our truecrimecast at gmail.com account, and it was from a lady in Fort Worth, Texas named Mitzi, and she suggested this case. And my wife is from Fort Worth, Texas, like in that area. So she told me this this lady's name that we're going to talk about. Her name is Sarah Elizabeth Hansen. And I I looked her up and I was I just was sitting next to my wife and I was like this is a long shot. But do you happen to know this woman? She grew up in a town where you did. Now, this town is huge. So right. in my mind I thought city, there's yeah. there's no way that they that my wife would know anybody connected to this. But when I said the the suspect's name her eyes were like, what? She grew up on the same street of our suspects, uh, like her, his aunt and uncle. Okay. So she knows the suspect. And when I told her what happened, she started researching it. And she just couldn't believe it. She had so, no idea about this until we started researching the case. Right. So this, uh, I spent Thanksgiving break with my in-laws. We talked about this family and uh, the suspect's family and you know, it, it it goes as a reminder to me, and we're going to talk a lot about this, but you can raise kids in what looks like a great environment, but kids have to make decisions on their own at some point. And this guy is evil and made an evil decision, and we're going to talk about it. All right. Well, uh, why don't you go ahead and get us rolling? Sarah Elizabeth Hansen was born March 10th, 1995 to Tricia and Ken Hansen in Fort Worth, Texas. Now, she has one older brother, all boy cousins, and would later gain three stepbrothers when both of her parents remarried. She was the baby girl of the family, and they called Sarah Princess. Now, when she was born, her brother Patrick held her and looked at their cousin Mike and said, Look, isn't she cute? Needless to say, her family was absolutely smitten with her from the get go. Yeah, the only girl in a family with all boys is certainly looked at as being special and uh, gets everything that comes with that. Growing up, Sarah and her family spent a lot of their holidays at Lake Cherokee in Texas, and that's where Sarah really fell in love with the water and with lake life. Her family said that she was a true water baby. She had no fear. She loved to jump in and swim. She loved to ride passenger in the front of their wave runner, which I would say is a type of sea do or jet ski. And she insisted that the driver go as fast as they could, 
which always scared her mom. Her mom's name is Trisha, but Sarah was just let's go all out. She was a fierce competitor. She played soccer and she sang at her church when she grew up. Sarah was the first to raise her hand to be in the nativity play every year. It sounds like when I picture childhood Sarah, it has so much, she has so much energy and wants to get involved in everything. And when she got older, she became the babysitter for the community. The young lady that would take all the kids to the park, would watch over everybody when she could in the summers and on weekends. And they actually called the neighborhood park Sarah's Park because that's where she took all the kids when she had them with her. And they just loved her as did everybody else. The more I learned about Sarah, the more it makes me think about my daughter and your daughter because she seemed like she was very fun, outgoing, but she also had a caring heart, wanted to care for the children. Like, isn't that a perfect mix of both of our I, kids? I, I think so. Those are the images that I get. And uh, yeah, I see that in our neighborhood, actually. Yeah. Sarah graduated from North Crawley High School. Then she went on to get an associate degree from Tarrant County uh, College. She earned a 3.9 GPA. So not only was she just outgoing and caring, but she was actually very intelligent. Uh, I certainly never saw a GPA with a three in it, unless it was like a 1.3. In 2020, Sarah was a full-time pre-nursing student at the University of Arlington. She was working towards an RN degree with the goal of being a pediatric ICU nurse. One night in 2019, Sarah was celebrating St. Patrick's Day at a local Irish pub. That night, some of Sarah's friends introduced her to a man named Garrett Benson. Now, Garrett Michael Benson was born on October 17th, 1995 to Michelle and Todd Benson. They also lived in the Fort Worth, Texas area. Two years later, Michelle and Todd welcomed their second son, Griffin, into the home. The Benson family was one of the wealthiest families in the area. They had their two boys. They had all the money they could need. In 2012, they moved into a gated community where they had a 5,000-square-foot home. So big house, great neighborhood. And they spent most of their time at the baseball field. Griffin was a very talented player, played travel baseball, and you kind of feel like you live at the field, which is a life I'm very familiar with. Thankfully, it's a lot of fun. And that's what Garrett spent his childhood doing was traveling around with his brother. Griffin was very good, and eventually he was drafted to Major League Baseball by the Atlanta Braves in 2016. Garrett himself attended Southwest Christian School from the time he was in kindergarten all the way throughout his senior year, graduating high school in 2014. According to people who knew Garrett growing up, he was the type of person that was always in a relationship they also said if things weren't going his way in the relationship, he would jump from one right to another one. One ex-girlfriend described Garrett as sweet and attentive during the honeymoon phase, but he was known to love bond women. And I don't know what that means. Thankfully, Mackenzie, our writer, researcher, said if y'all don't know what love bombing is, it's when someone starts a relationship with overly romantic talk and promises telling them what they dream of hearing, but then it all goes away too soon. But as time went on, Garrett would grow more and more controlling, possessive, and aggressive. That same ex-girlfriend said Garrett didn't understand what the word no meant. She was also allegedly consistently feeling pressured to do things that she was not comfortable with. He also was known to use his fake ID to, to buy alcohol, 
and would often drive intoxicated with passengers in the car. Now, some of those people even said Garrett seemed to enjoy making people uncomfortable or scared as they asked him to stop. Dude, I I don't want to get sued here, but doesn't this remind you of the Murdochs? Like, his kids were just spoiled rotten. This family is very rich. He's probably never been told no before, and he seems like he's just out of control. Yeah, and it seemed like it got worse and worse over the years. And you mentioned before that, you know, you try to set expectations for your kids, but it's so hard to tell the way things are going to end up and so unpredictable on long-term outcomes. And, and you just hate to see somebody take their life this direction, but it seems like all of his decisions are based on being risky or being on the edge and trying to push the envelope to get what he wants. And he didn't really care how others felt. He actually enjoyed seeing them be fearful or shocked. He liked a lot of shock value is the vibe I get. After they met on St. Patrick's day, they spent, they being Garrett and Sarah spent so much time together. She ended up bringing him to some of her family gatherings and everybody seemed to like him. He was well-dressed in front of everybody. He was respectful and Garrett became a regular at the Hanson home as he made an effort to really get to know everybody in Sarah's family. He got really close to Sarah's dad and ultimately gained his trust, which as a young man who once was working on uh, getting to know my significant other's family, earning the trust of the my eventual father-in-law was a big deal. So totally get that. Throughout their relationship, Garrett and Sarah spent time with friends and family and they were just kind of the dream couple, it seems like. They spent a lot of time going to Dallas Stars hockey games. They spent time at the lake, which, remember, that's what Sarah loved doing. And in January of 2020, they moved in together. On the outside, everything looked perfect. But if you take a deeper look into any relationship, I think you'll see some red flags. And unfortunately, the red flags here were not just warnings of a bad relationship. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We've only communicated via text. Don't tell them it's a wrong number. Have some fun with it. Play along. You don't know who you have really been messing with. Why would you have a duffel bag full of cash? You're not so big and bad when you're not behind your phone. Next time you may not make it out alive. You don't work here. Stop, Nick. Freeze. Drop the bag and get on the ground. One thing at a time. First, the cash. You know you're not the only option I have, right? You're behind this whole thing, aren't you? No, this this wasn't supposed to happen. It's over for you. No, 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 no. Why is this happening? From the makers of True Crime Cast, find the fictional mystery left on dead wherever you find your favorite podcasts. 
Yeah, Jamie, there were some red flags. In particular, I want to talk about the week of July 4th of 2020. That's when Sarah and Garrett spent the weekend at a friend's lake house. Now, everybody was partying. They were watching fireworks. They were having a good time. And Sarah was getting tired. So she went around and told everybody goodnight that she was going to go back up and get some sleep. She was really tired. But then a few minutes later, she came back downstairs. But this time she had her bags with her. Now, she had said that she and Garrett were going to leave the lake house and go back home. So this was very abrupt and confusing for everyone. And as one friend tried to ask what was going on and then asked Sarah what was wrong, she recalls Garrett stood beside her the whole time, listening to the conversation but not saying anything. Later, they found out Sarah had to leave and go home because Garrett had been drinking And he thought that he heard people talking about him, so he went upstairs and demanded that Sarah wake up and leave right then and there. Such impulsive behavior, and obviously this is is the middle of the lockdown, so a lot of people spent a lot of time at the lake out in places that were kind of remote. So for Sarah, this had to be a great situation for her. She loved the lake, and she loved all her friends, and here Garrett is letting his mood and his paranoia dictate her life. Fast forward a few weeks to July 17th. Sarah and Garrett were out with a couple from the lake again. They were on a double date, and they started talking about something that they could maybe do at the end of the summer. They wanted to take a trip to the Margaritaville Resort Casino in Bossier City near Shreveport, Louisiana. Sarah was about to begin her fall semester, so the friends decided to go on one last summer trip, and Sarah and Garrett decided to go down a day early to check into the resort and to get a jump start on their good time before welcoming their kids the next day. So on Friday, August 21st, Sarah and Garrett headed down to Louisiana to the Margaritaville Casino Resort. Sarah asked her mom to dog set for her while they were away. The morning they left, Sarah ended up dropping her dog Milo off at her mom's and nothing seemed wrong. Now, Sarah did casually mention to her mother that she was frustrated with Garrett because Garrett was packing all of their things into one suitcase because he didn't want her to have her own suitcase. And this is a red flag to me. It's another sign that he was controlling. Like, why in the world would it matter? If you each have a suitcase, it just seems like it's uh, something he wanted to be in charge of for some reason. So the two hit the road and they arrived at Margaritaville at 3 p.m. They settled into their hotel room and then went to casino where they befriended two girls. Now the two said Sarah and Garrett seemed to be having a good time. She called her family to let them know that she hit her very first penny slot jackpot. And she was excited. She was happy and said that Garrett was in a bad mood because he was losing a bunch of money gambling and she had won. So almost seems jealous of her success when he was not having that luck. Now, her family was just happy that she was having fun and relaxing before she had to go back to school. Yeah, and obviously it's easy to point these out, these red flags out in retrospect. In real time, it does seem like he's being uh, immature is probably a good way for how he's acting at the casino. But I don't know, people can be immature and not be dangerous. So it's easier to look back on this and say it's a bigger problem now that we know what happens. But after they left the casino, they met up with the two girls they met earlier. They joined them in the hot tub with another couple that was already there. 
Now, according to the couple that was with Sarah and Garrett in the hot tub, everything seemed okay, and everybody was having a good time talking, good time drinking. And Sarah and Garrett told that couple that their other friends were on their way. They would be arriving the next day, and they were asking them for things to do in the area. Where should we go eat? What else should we do around the casino? Around 8 p.m., the hot tub started to close, so they all dried off and headed back to their rooms. And around 8.30, the couple from the hot tub saw Garrett and Sarah kind of stumbling down the stairs. Again, they had been drinking all evening, and they were planning to head out to dinner. The last communication from Sarah to her family was that night at 9 p.m. She texted her family that they had finished having pizza for dinner, and they were headed, heading to bed. Shortly after that, the Margaritaville Resort received a noise complaint that basically saying there was an argument coming from that bedroom, which was Sarah and Garrett's room, but the resort did not check up on it. Around 10.15 p.m., Garrett was allegedly seen outside the resort causing a disturbance. The police were called to this, and Garrett resisted being arrested and resisted even talking to the officer, so he was taken into custody for a 24-hour hold to ensure that he was not a danger to himself or others. Now, unfortunately, this is in the middle of COVID. So as soon as he was taken into custody, he was instructed to wash and sanitize his hands. Which obviously we know that can prevent people from getting germs that are on your hands, can keep you from getting sick from germs you may have picked up on your hands, but also can wash away much needed evidence Around 2 a.m., an eyewitness was checking into the resort around the same time that Garrett's dad and brother had arrived. The witness said that they overheard Todd, who was Garrett's dad, asking for access to Garrett and Sarah's bedroom. And when he asked to be let in, he also asked for security to walk up there with him because this is a quote that somebody nearby heard. He didn't know what they would be walking into. Now, remember, this isn't They weren't scheduled to come, right? Like they were supposed to be visited by friends. Garrett's father and brother arriving was not part of the plan in the beginning. And it was 2 a.m. So I feel like he probably did have some idea as to what he was going to be walking into to be there at 2 o'clock in the morning and to ask for that. Absolutely. you, You know something's up. So about 15 minutes later, that same witness saw police and paramedics arrive at Sarah and Garrett's room. Now inside they found Sarah's body at two 17 AM. She had a gunshot wound to the head and was pronounced dead at the scene. And Sarah was just 25 years old. Obviously we spent this entire episode talking about how wonderful of a person that Sarah had been and see her life cut short, not only denied her and her family, the ability for for her to be around and to produce and to to love people for a long time, but really just took away from the community and everybody that would have had a chance to know Sarah. But before we get into that, let's go back just a little bit. We know that Sarah contacted her family around 9 p.m. and her body had likely been in that room the entire time since then. At the time she was murdered, Todd and Griffin were almost four hours away. So it would have taken them around that amount of time to get from their home to the resort. And that's if Garrett reached out to them at around 10 p.m., which was the last time he was seen before he was ultimately arrested. So 
if Garrett contacted his dad or his brother, they left the house at 10, it would have put them arriving at Margaritaville right around two. So that timeline checks out. Unfortunately, Sarah's family has not had a lot of answers to what actually happened. They've asked security for footage from Margaritaville, but the resort shut down all forms of communication with the family and has allegedly banned the Henson family from the resort. I don't know if they're not looking for any kind of bad publicity to to give further information about a murder that happened in their facility, but it's not a good look to stand in the way of a family wanting answers. On August 23rd of 2020, Garrett Benson was charged with the second degree murder of Sarah Hansen. Now Garrett's family tried to request his bail be lessened from 500,000 to 50,000 and the judge denied that request. But Garrett was released on a $500,000 bond with no restrictions. Sarah's family requested after Garrett was released that he be required to submit to regular drug and alcohol testing, but that request was ultimately ignored. Garrett went back to living in his childhood home with his parents and then went on with his life much like as if nothing had ever happened, and his trial ended up being delayed multiple times. He had been seen around Fort Worth. He had went to Dallas Cowboy games with field access and even had been on multiple dating apps. He was able to travel to his brother's engagement party and his wedding while Sarah's family spent their time trying to get death date corrected on her death certificate so they could give her a proper headstone. So, you know, you have this family who lost everything and the young man who is suspected in her murder is out on bond living his normal life. And it has to be devastating not only to lose your daughter, but to see her potential killer just having the time of his life. Yeah, it seems, uh, I don't know. We, I always think that it's hard to judge somebody on their reaction when they find something like this out. And I think people always have the option to move on at some point. But for all this to be happening while you're awaiting trial for her murder just seems almost like you're trying to rub it in somebody's face that, hey, look what I'm doing. I'm out. I'm not in prison. And I'm going to get away with this. Finally, Sarah's family was able to lay her to rest on August 29th of 2020 at the Methodist Church where she grew up and had spent a lot of time singing and being in the nativity plays that we talked about earlier. Now, because of COVID restrictions, the family was only allowed a limited number of people to attend the service in person. The family arranged to have her celebration of life streamed live on Facebook so that others could be a part of that celebration and others could leave comments about Sarah and what she meant to them. And as of today, that video has been viewed thousands of times. There were also two memorial benches for Sarah that were put up. One was in Fort Worth, and then one was in that neighborhood park that everybody just referred to as Sarah's Park, so that when people go there, they see that bench and they think about Sarah and everything that she meant to that community. Garrett was scheduled to go on trial a couple of times, May 8th of 2023, and there was a time before that, but then ultimately on November 6th, 2023, He did appear in court, and he accepted a plea deal. In that plea deal, he would plead guilty to manslaughter and agreed to serve 30 years 
in the Louisiana Department of Corrections, and the first 20 years will be served without the benefit of probation, parole, or suspension of sentence. And then after that time, he could be eligible for all of those things. Now, to plead guilty, typically we see some kind of statement giving the courts the exact series of events that took place. We don't have that at this time. I think it's really just not come out yet because that was just earlier this month. But as soon as we get more detailed information on any statements made in that plea deal, we can give you more updates on that uh, on Patreon for sure. And Mitzi had sent us the email the day that this that this uh, plea deal was was finalized and just the community just wanted the the story to get out there for people to hear Sarah's story and also to I don't know just see what they view as injustice happening by this plea deal and by the delayed justice it was over three years before anything happened with Garrett concerning this crime so there's a lot happening in that community, a lot of people hurting. Uh, I'm thankful we were made aware of this and just really hopeful that, that I don't know, that the family can move forward in healing and maybe we can look back on this and see that there is some additional action taken to hold Garrett accountable. I don't know if there are other charges that can be levied. I mean, who knows what could happen, but I'm not a fan of being in eligible for parole after 20 years. That was probably a great deal for him to take it because it was obvious that he did it, but I don't know why you would need to take that kind of deal if you're the prosecutor in a case like this. Yeah, I completely agree. I think you could have worked a case on this without having to do the plea deal, but you know, there are people in the town that think it's probably because of the influence that the family had in the town. And that very well could be the case. Um, it, it, it's crazy to me that we live in such a small world that my wife knows some of the, the people involved in this case. And my heartfelt prayers are lifted up for Sarah's family who has to go the rest of their life without their daughter, their friend, their family member. It's, it's tragic and it's evil. And, you know, we always ask was justice served here. And if I'm Sarah's family, no, I don't feel like it was, I, I know that he's in jail hopefully for at least 20 years, but with the way the justice system works, it wouldn't at all surprise me if he's able to get out a little earlier than what's on paper. But, uh, but yeah, if I'm her family, I don't feel like there, there could be any kind of justice served at all, really. But this one would just feel like a slap in the face. Yeah, this is not the end result that I think our justice system is designed to deliver or that anybody who values justice would really look at and say, Hey, this is, this is what should have happened. So not thrilled with the outcome here. I don't know that anything's going to happen, but if you are at all in this area, you know, anyone involved, spread the word, let people know what happened. And maybe we can get another set of eyes on this. Um, a lot of times after these plea deals are agreed upon, that's, it's kind of done, but that's not necessarily always the case. So and I don't know if any kind of civil action will come from the family. Like John said, if, if those things happen, we'll put those updates over on Patreon so people can stay up to date with, with this case. But hopefully the family will continue to fight. Uh, and if you ever are lucky enough to visit Sarah's Park, you'll take a minute to sit on that bench and, 
and say a prayer for Sarah and her family as well. Yeah, Mitzi, I appreciate you bringing this one to our attention. Jamie, we have another case that that involves people that I know that we have been requested to take a look at. That's going to be coming up in the next week or two over here on our main feed. So guys, if you have cases that you want us to look at, you can feel free to email us, truecrimecast at gmail.com, or leave it in a rating and review. Yep, leaving them in the reviews is awesome because that helps us with a review, but also it uh, makes sure that we read it in a timely fashion because we always uh, take a close look at those reviews to make sure that we are uh, improving and, and really taking feedback to heart. So I think the real question here, John, is why do you know people involved in so many crimes? I don't know, man. It's a small world, but I'm glad Mitzi found us, and I, I can't believe that she found us and we knew people in common. So uh, Absolutely. crazy right. guys, we really appreciate you. As we said earlier, we will be dropping bonus holiday episodes of true crime to go. So make sure you're subscribed. So you don't miss those on every Monday from now till the end of the year, guys, we appreciate you. And until next crime, this has been true crime cast. Listen to True Crime Cast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Check out stoveleg.com to find out more about your hosts and to find other podcasts to listen to. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.